Welcome, my name is Amapola Ramirez and this is Chicana Moms Podcast. In this podcast, I talk to you about my life as a Chicana and I also share with you my knowledge. I strongly believe that unidas creamos cambio. Vamos a empezar. Hola Chicana Moms, how are you? I hope you're doing fucking amazing. I am. I know there's going to be times we're not going to be feeling so good and and that's okay. That's okay. You can bring yourself back up and just be like, hey, I'm just going to take in this moment. Why do I feel like this? Do a lot of self-care and just have compassion towards yourself. Have that compassion. Love yourself. Porque nadie te va a cuidar mejor que tú misma. And I always heard that from my mom. Um, and it's so true. If you feel like shit when you're driving to work or you feel like shit when you're going back home or when you feel like shit if you're going, you know, you're just at home, you're kind of bumming it, whatever. Um, it's okay to not be okay sometimes, you know? But if you feel amazing, then keep moving forward. And even if those times that come and you're just kind of feeling low, that's still okay. Just as long as you're not stuck there. And if you feel like you can get, like if you feel like you're getting stuck, reach out and ask for help. Because um, there's no such thing as a lonely person. It's, it's people choosing to be lonely and to be alone. You know what I mean? So you're not alone. You're not alone. No estás sola. You got this. Whatever it is you're going through, you fucking got this. Keep doing what you're doing to take care of yourself. Um, but know that every problem on this planet has a solution. You know why? Because we're not the only human beings ever to exist on this planet. There has been our ancestors and, and many people in this world who have proven that something within us, we have that resilience to reach our highest potential and to do whatever it takes to take care of us. You know what I mean? But other than that, thank you so much for clicking at Chicana Mom's podcast. And I have a topic I normally give you updates, but I don't really have like an update. I guess the only thing I can tell you is that I started that new job that I told you last week and I'm very excited and I'm very grateful for this opportunity because I'm going to be working with children. And as I move forward, I will do a lot of other um, episodes focusing on children as well because I'm learning so much, you guys. It is amazing. But stay tuned for that. But that's usually just my update. Um, today I want to talk to you about something. I think all of us parents, majority of people, cuss, right? I think so. There's some that don't. It's understandable, and that's okay. But just because we cuss, it all—I think it all depends who you cuss at, when you use it, if you know how to control it. But if all you do is cuss nonstop, not caring where you're at, that's a problem. You want to be able to be responsible for that. I have a teenager. Well, he's 17. And when he was 15, he asked me if he can start cussing. And I said, oh, I said, you know why you're going into high school? And I don't want anyone punking you. And I don't, I want you to defend yourself because I know that I can't, I, I know he's probably going to use them behind my back, but you know what? I appreciate the fact that he asked for permission. I was like, oh my God, so thankful. So I said, you know what? Yes, 
You can cuss, but you have to be very careful as to where you use it and how you're using your words, okay? And I had to give them examples and say, if someone's punking you, you can say, what the fuck? <laughs> don't fuck, don't fuck with me. Or, you know, things like that. I know it sounds so bad, you guys. I shouldn't even be telling you that. But he's a teenager. To me, I was like, no me voy a escapar. Like, bueno, no se me va a escapar. He's going to do it behind my back. So I'm better off educating him. Many people might think, like, you don't agree with me. But to me, it was like, he was asking me for permission. Even if I were to say no, he would still do it. So what kind of control... Not that I want to control him, but what kind of input would I even help him? So either way, he understood and he's really good. You know, he's really good. He won't go around cussing at people and like F this, you know, with no consideration. Um, but there's times where either he's playing on his game or like he's talking to his friends and they kind of cuss here and there. And I'm just like, there's times where I'm like, okay, bring it down a notch, kid. Like calm the, you know, down, calm down. But he's really good. Like, he doesn't cuss at me. He doesn't call me names. I don't call him names. Like, it's not like that. Because I remember when I was a teenager, I used to cuss at my mom. Which I am not proud of, like, whatsoever. Because, like, she didn't deserve that. But I remember, you guys, when I was little, my mom would cuss. And I think I mentioned this before in other episodes. But she would cuss so much when I was younger. And she still kind of cusses sometimes now. But, oh my goodness, when I was little, she would cuss. Like, pendeja chingado <laughs> all these words and I would just kind of be like I can't wait until the day I cuss I would like tell myself that because I thought adults are the only ones that can cuss but then I, after that I started hearing kids cuss and I'm like but I never cuss when even even when I was little I never cussed when I became a teenager I didn't ask for permission I just went ahead and poop I took it and I ran with it which one time I was um, dating this guy. I don't remember. I think I was like 18 years old or 19. And he's like, hey, he's like, you know, he was he was like two years older than me. Because by the way, I've always liked to date guys older than me. My husband's two years older than me. I cannot date. I couldn't date back in the days guys that were younger than me for some reason. I just, I don't know. I don't know why. But either way, I'm telling you this because he was older than me. Um, I was 18 and he was, he was 20 or 21 and he's like, Hey, just like, you know, I'm, you know, you're too pretty to be cussing. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, like, oh shit. <laughs> he's like, yeah, you're too pretty to be cussing. I'm like, uh, I didn't even know what to say. I don't even remember what the heck I said, but I remember him saying that and that kind of like stopped me from cussing, but later on kind of came back. Um, but why am I telling you this? Because I want to talk to you about, um, different ways to talk to our kids about cussing, about swearing. And because se nos sale, you guys, se nos sale esa mala palabra. And sometimes we hear from there, especially the word shit. Like little kids are like, shit. <laughs> they start like repeating what they hear. They don't know what it means, but I mean, they start noticing like, wait, hold on a second. They put things together. My mom just got mad at my dad. And when you're mad, it's okay to say shit. So then if something's going on where they can't fix, I don't know, something with their toys, they'll be like, shit. <laughs> and it might sound cute and all, but later on when they get older, you know, and they start cussing at you, I don't think that would be like a good thing because it's not. And obviously it's, we don't want kids. To cuss, 
but then we contradict ourselves because we're cussing. It's a, like a very challenging one, that's for sure. But anyways, let's get started in the topic of different ways to talk to our kids about swearing. Okay, so a lot of our kids are hooked on YouTube. And on YouTube, um, I don't think they're really aware uh, or have guidelines of censoring bad words, especially because kids, once they get a hold of YouTube, I mean, it's out there, you know what I mean? So either they hear it at home or even if they don't hear it at home, they'll hear it on YouTube. They're here on sometimes some cartoons for kids. It's insane. It is so insane. I, I mean, you guys can relate if you grew up in the nineties, eighties, and nineties. Um, what is it? Reading Rainbow. I think that's what it was called. Mister Rogers, right? Sesame Street. Uh, My Little Pony. What was the other Rainbow Bride and all those like. Oh, Rainbow Bright, so cute. <laughs> All those cartoons, there was no violence. I mean, obviously there was like the the bad guys or whatever that were trying to do something to Rainbow Bright or whatever, right? And it was like intense, but no cuss words, not even the word stupid. Um, but nowadays it's out there. So our kids, no se escapan, you know what I mean? It's like we hear it all the, everywhere. They hear it everywhere. So I wanted to touch base on this because I have kids and like I mentioned to you about my oldest son but there's a lot of kids getting in trouble at school for even saying um, the word dumb and I get it it's kind of saying stupid right but I had I had a case in in the past where there was a specific teacher who was a bully to the students by calling them bubble boys Yes, it did not sound like a bad word, but that actually meant pretty much like in something that I read. Oh, no, it was my professor that said um, there's teachers or there's a term called bubble boy and or bubble girl, meaning that that's a student who needs modifications. So in other words, a teacher in the download was calling this little boy bubble boy pretty much kind of like you need help like you're stupid that's how I perceived it and the parents perceived it and it was just a big chaos so he might have not cussed and the little boy didn't know but it just sucks because sometimes we can have those intentions with people and you don't have to cuss to be disrespectful and I think that's one of the things we have to teach our kids you don't have to say bad words to be disrespectful um, depending on how you say this certain comments or certain words you know But yes, our kids are seeing a lot of these things on TV and at home and on YouTube. So one of the things I would love to highlight the fact that think time and place. Okay, that's the first thing. So talking to our kids and telling them, okay, let's stop and think of the time and a place where um, I guess bad words are used okay we might be it it might be like not a big deal sometimes at at the house you know you're eating dinner or whatever and they say oh my god that's so dumb and you get you and your partner are okay with your child saying that but if they're at school we have to remind okay so you guys are saying it here 
because, you know, it's, it's okay. But if you go to school, do you think that's a place you can use the word dumb or it sucks or whatever? Having them think to understand there's a specific time and place the language can be used. And sometimes texting can be a little bit more like a looser thing between, you know, um, kids. But when being in a classroom or especially, I guess, since we're talking about kids, I'm going to gravitate a lot of with school because that's where they spend the majority of the time. Or if they're at a sport and they can't just be cussing at each other. So always letting our kids know no matter what age, like think of a time and place. But I also think it reflects back to us. Like we have to be very aware of the the time and place of where we're using the cuss words because I it's it's interesting. It is so interesting. I have gone to the store and there's like ladies cussing at their children in the middle of the store, like yelling. And I'm just like, what the heck? Ah, there's a time and place. That doesn't mean you have to go home and cuss at your child. But either way, like in public, like humiliating. I mean, that's child abuse itself, but I hate when people do that. Um, the other thing is to expand your own vocabulary. You as a parent, instead of saying stupid or chingado or pendeja, you know, a lot of times we use those words too in Spanish. Um, the, let's say if it's elementary children, you, instead of saying like, fuck, you can say like peanut butter, <laughs> cacahuates, <laughs> you know, or, um, or making it up. I mean, I can make any silly name up right now, but that's the only one I came up with. Like just saying certain things that can be silly, but at the same time, it's kind of like you're saying it, like if you're saying that bad word, but you're actually substituting that bad word to a more, how can I say it? A creative alternative. <laughs> so it's just changing it. Because then it helps for kids to understand that. Even adolescents, you can say, hey, we don't use bad words in here. We're going to use our, we're going to expand our vocabulary. And instead of saying like, fuck, stupid, idiot, or whatever, we're not going to tell that to each other. But if we feel frustrated and sometimes we need to release that anger because it's okay for you to be mad sometimes. Or I, it's okay to be mad sometimes and because you're only human. If you feel like you can really, you want to release that, that way of feeling just, Yell out pineapple, peanut butter. I know it sounds really corny, you guys, but it works for little kids. For older kids, it's understandable. But when you start talking to your kids um, at a young age and talking to them of the importance of there's a time and place, we can change those words to other non-harsh words to express frustration. You know, that also helps. And also to let our kids know that words can hurt. They really do. Um, and and I, I know, they already know. Unfortunately, it sucks. There's a lot of kids who bully each other. And and every, anytime you come across and you hear like, oh my God, there's a bully in the class. You know, it's it's not a, that's a bad kid, you guys. Like, it's just that it seems like he or she is just in need of attention. And it sucks. Yes, it sucks because I've heard crazy stories. It, crazy stories and of classmates doing things to each other Um, but that's where we have to speak up and advocate advocate for our kids and see what can be done and not coming across as like like 
get rid of that fucking kid, you know, not like that either, because it, it it's not the right, right way to do it. But I know many of you might agree to disagree because it'd be like, well, you know, just because it's not your kid. Well, it's happened to my kid and all I can do is advocate. And honestly, at the end of the day, it's also like I pray for the other little boy because it sucks. Everyone has a story, you know what I mean? And and it sucks. Even for those who, who are not the bullies and are passive and they're shy, they're introverts. There's some point that there's nothing wrong with that, but... There's also a lot of insecurity, you know, and they also need a lot of guidance as well as the ones that are bullying. But that can get into a different totally topic. But what I'm trying to say is that when we are teaching our kids about swearing or cussing and all that, um, obviously, like I said, letting them know think of the importance of the time and place when they're used, um, expand the vocabulary, and also pretty much like, that words are like stabbings, that we have to be very careful because when we say something to someone, a lot of the times we can't take it back. We already said it, right? Um, yes, we can tell our kids apologize. And whenever you force a child to apologize, it's not genuine. And they, at that point, they don't, they don't really fully understand what the word sorry means. It just means just say it and you'll be cleared. We don't want that. We want our kids at the end of the day to really own it. And to feel it. But they have to see that from us first too, you guys. We can't just be like, apologize. And then we're over here getting our argument with our partners. And then they never hear us apologizing to each other. You know, it just, that doesn't make sense. So the other thing of teaching our kids is that the language reflects on us as the parents. You know what I mean? Um, we are the ones that are around them majority of the time. Okay. And the language that they use, yes, a lot of times they're going to mimic what we do in the home. But I'm also going to attach this, that the language reflects on them based on what they see as well. So if you start seeing like, okay, hold on a second. My kid's like saying certain bad words that I we don't say at home. That means you have to keep an eye as to what is he or she watching that's affecting and Yes, he's expanding to his vocabulary and he's going to be, well, you told me to expand my vocabulary, mommy. Like, okay, well, not to that extent. More of like using other words that are not going to sound mean, but you, at the end of the day allows you to express your frustration and anger. There's galore, endless, endless, endless options to be creative, to um, give examples to our kids on the alternative words that they can use and you can ask them what do you think would sound good for you to release your anger and have them come up with it right so one of the last things I do want to say is that we have to really focus on limiting the exposure um, on movies video games and let's just say for example okay that your child cusses a lot and if you start seeing that too much, a lot of times we can say like, that's it, you're cussing, you're going to get consequences. And all we're doing is piling consequences to consequences. Like you're not going to play anymore. You're going to play anymore. We're only removing something, but how are we teaching the lesson of the importance of doing that? It's going back and sitting down, sitting down with them and talking to them, bonding with them, validating them. It's like, okay, I've noticed that you've been cussing too much. 
Where is that coming from? I can tell. If you ask them and they're not telling you, but you can see in their face, they're just like annoyed or frustrated. You can just validate them and just pretty much say, I can tell you're very frustrated. Is that correct? And from there, if they feel validated, like you understand, they're going to want to share more with you. Yes, swearing can be attached to like anger, um, but it also can be attached to excitement. And with this adrenaline of just like wanting to express deeper how you really feel. And it could be either way. It all depends on the tone of voice, the body language, and what it is you're actually trying to come across. And what I mean by that is like, what are you trying to communicate, right? So what is it that our kids, what are they saying when they're cussing at times, when we catch them cussing? There's a lot of kids that are really good and they don't care for that stuff, right? But it all depends on the environment of the child. It really, really does. So I hope that this made sense. I guess overall, you guys, our kids are going to at some point cuss behind our backs or they're going to ask you for permission. And if they do, great. You know, talk to them and let them know like these examples that I gave you with some tips or add other things that you come up with. And if your son or daughter has not come up to you and asked for permission, you can still have this discussion and talk to them about the importance of bad words because I'm pretty sure they're still hearing them overall. Okay. So thank you so much for listening and I wish you the best in everything that you do. Thank you so much again, like I said, for always clicking here for those, my faithful listeners. Gracias. Se cuidan. And remember that you're worthy and you're fucking loved. Adios. Thank you so much for listening. You can follow me on Instagram at Chicana Moms Podcast, Chicana Health Coach, and La Chicana Therapist. Please leave your feedback. I would love to hear from you. Rate us on iTunes an anchor or SoundCloud or anywhere where you can listen to podcasts. Adios.